Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay. Uh, I'm a recovered compulsive reader from uh, Chicago. Today is Tuesday. It's November 10th, 2020. Uh, today we're reading from the big book, and we're currently on page 15 in Bill's story. We're wrapping up here. We're on the, um, the second paragraph. It begins, we commence to make. And uh, Nancy's going to read the one paragraph only. So today's readers, were, we have Karen Kay on the 12 steps, Marge E on the 12 traditions, and the readers of the text are uh, Nancy P and Wendy M. Um, and uh, the newcomer greeter that follows this meeting is Allison L, and then the host for the second hour is Maria F. The share ID for yesterday, Monday, November 9th, I believe, for the 7 a.m. meeting, that number is 15,742. That's 15742. The 10 a.m. meeting, 15,743. 15743. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors, and of course, to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now I'll ask uh, Karen Kay from Syracuse if you'd read the 12 steps. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Larry. My name is Karen Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. The 12 steps. One, we, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, and having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Well, that'll pass. Thanks for stepping up in that role, Karen. Appreciate it. Okay, now I will ask 
Uh, oh my gosh, a Red Sox fan, I have a feeling. I will ask Marge E to read the 12 <laughs> traditions. Hey, Marge. <laughs> Thank no you, Larry. <clears throat> the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service, Larry, and I pass. Thank you, Marge. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Um, our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described uh, in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone except Harlan can share, <laughs> but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months, and there is uh, there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying, I'm done sharing. And then um, press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're going to resume our study of the big book on page 15 in Bill's story. Uh, Nancy's going to read the uh, second paragraph, which begins, we commence to make, and comment on that one paragraph only. So good morning, Nancy P. Good morning, Larry. Um, thank you for your service. This is Nancy P. Recovered in Western Massachusetts. Um, we commenced to make many fast friends, and a fellowship has grown up among us, of which it is a wonderful thing to feel a part. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. I have seen hundreds of families set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere. 
have seen the most impossible domestic situations righted, feuds and bitterness of all sorts wiped out. I have seen men come out of asylums and resume a vital place in the lives of their families and communities. Business and professional men have regained their standing. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. In one Western city and its environs, there are 1,000 of us in our families. We meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. At these informal gatherings, one may often see from 50 to 200 persons. We are growing in numbers and power. Okay, let me get to my timer here and set my alarm. Okay, so um, I did begin to feel the joy of living that Bill talks about, not even under pressure and difficulty, but I think especially under pressure and difficulty. I mean, in the middle of my pain, in the worst of my pain, when my daughter was in the middle of her own pain, hacking herself up with a razor blade and burning herself to a crisp, I wanted to take that burden away from her (coughs) and make her whole. You know, I, I wanted a healthy child, not the one that I had. I was selfish. And I had nowhere to go with my fear and my pain and my rage. And once I had put the food down, the only thing I could do was to reach out to other compulsive overeaters and talk to them. Talk to them about them, not me about myself, not about me and myself. Just like Bill says, when all else failed, working with another compulsive overeater saved the day. And it cannot be overstated how important it is to work with others. In the beginning, it was phone calls. And after I recovered, it was sponsoring and 10 steps and all, all the rest of it. And, um, you know, reaching out to work with other people, just like with the 12, this is about the 12 step. That's what saved me. It kept me out of the food and it healed me. But my daughter didn't get better when I did. But I did get better because I reached out and worked with others. Um, and the book goes on to ta- and talks about how families are reunited and fuse of long-standing resolved. And, and, you know, my whole mindset has changed because of that, that 12-step work. Um, you know, I listen to people and I have become changed through osmosis. You know, my 20-year-old son decided under the influence of my, I love him, but he's a butthead, my brother, when my brother told him it would be a good idea to get his motorcycle license. And I did not think that was a good idea. But because I've surrendered and I'm, you know, howling still sometimes with fear about that. Um, I was able to have a conversation with my son and I just asked him, I said, I'm your mother. And, and I asked him if he could be sensitive to my feelings and he said that he would. And just like that, boom, I went from fear to serenity and the evil and corroding thread unraveled. And, um, and then miracle of all miracles, I wrote to my brother, I emailed, I emailed him thanking him for being such a good mentor to my son, for knowing what precious cargo my son is, and that I couldn't think of a better person to teach my son how to be safe because I know how much my brother loves his nephew. And that was a grudge I was prepared to nurture for the rest of my life. So, you know, 90, I make new outcome, out, outreach calls every single day, and 99% of them are to people that I don't know. They're to newcomers. And, you know, this paragraph is about the 12th step, working with others, but it all begins with surrender. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Um, you know, I've worked through all these problems without food, and that's completely awesome. But my higher power is so good that I get the extra gift that I never had, that fellowship that has sprung up around me, that is so, so wonderful of which to feel a part. Um, I'll just wrap up and, um, and say that it made me whole and it healed me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share.
Oh, gosh, thanks, Nancy, for getting us started. Uh, much appreciated. Okay, so just to let you know before I take some names here, Nancy read, uh, again, page 15, the second paragraph, which begins, we commence to make. Uh, one paragraph only we're going to comment on. And uh, although we value your experience, um, if you haven't shared in the past couple of days, um, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you're um, right-handed and you have a desire to stop eating compulsively. So who would like to share on what was read? Suri C. Barbara. No Barbara. Suri, Barbara, Nosa. Melissa C. Melissa. Christina J. Christina. Sandra B. Sandra. Anybody else? First, first go around. <clears throat> Don't be shy. Let her fly. All right, Suri, Barbara, Nosa, Melissa, Christina, Sandra. Did I did I uh, leave somebody out? Karen K. Karen. Okay. Why don't we go with that? Okay. So we're going to start with Suri, followed by Barbara. Suri. Good morning. Um, good morning. Wow. Good morning. <laughs> I've had a weird week. And I'm going to just choose weird because I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what surrendering means. I don't know what power means. I just know that I have to do whatever I understand to be surrender. I know that whatever power means, I thought it was so interesting that they ended this paragraph with the word power. They could have chosen the word strength. They chose power, the same word, powerlessness. I have a power greater than myself to restore me to sanity. And they were so deliberate with their wording. And I had told myself I wasn't going to eat this one thing. And then just like an addict, next thing I knew, I wanted it. And I was going to have it. But then exactly when I wanted it, magically wasn't there. I couldn't find it. And then my daughter had it and she had a whole stash of them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ask her for one. And then she said, sure. And the night before she offered me one and I was like, no, I had the power within me to say no at that moment. The next morning I said, God, whatever. And I asked my daughter for one and she's like, sure. And she goes back to her room ready to give me this one snack. And she comes out and she goes, I only have one left, so it's going to be for me. I'm like, yes, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that. And I needed it. And I need the power, whatever that power is, that's not within me. It's just my higher power. So it's that power that connects, that, 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 that reestablishes. And it's tapping into that power moment to moment. It's giving one second, one split second before I consume that thing to think whose power is this right now. And I'm not fully abstinent. I, I'm not recovered. But I'm still showing up here. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be on this line and to be with people who don't think I'm crazy every time I talk about food. 
because that's where my understanding of my lack of power is. And I'm in awe of everybody on this line and just keep showing up because that's, that's, that's my program today. That's, that's how I'm, that's how I'm identifying it today. And I'm doing it imperfectly and the path is getting sketched out and I have no idea where I'm going. And I have my own story, but that's not the, that's not what unites us. It's this line and, and this shared ridiculous, awesome, ridiculously awesome, powerful struggle. I pass. Oh, we're glad you're here, Siri. Okay. Uh, next up is Barbara followed by Nosa. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. <laughs> oh, did we did we uh inadvertently Can mute you, you, Barbara? Oh there yes, you are. I, right. It muted me. Technology evades me, but I fit your parameters. I am right handed and I am a compulsive overeater. So here I go. Well Gus, who stands for my guy upstairs, is the author of my life and he is writing it. I'm merely a minor actor looking to him to tell me what my next move should be. Gus, or whatever you call him, her, it, can speak to broken people like us and bring joy into our lives. And we can choose it if we wish to accept this beautiful gift because there's always hope for broken people. All we have to do is be willing to ask the question. Could there be something out there for me to enable me to begin to look for a new set of ideals, to experience faith and not fear, love and not hate, harmony instead of discord, joy rather than sadness, gratitude instead of thanklessness? I felt none of these positive emotions before coming to OA. And they didn't come quickly, but they did come because my guy upstairs and my sponsor inspired me through this beautiful book and directed me to stay. And he promised me and she promised me a miracle. And I got one. And I believe we all have our special Gus. So please, if you're out there, don't give up on yourself. We are all miracles waiting to happen, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But it comes. It brought me faith over fear, trust over doubt. Gus directed me to stay for the miracle and then stay after the miracle and pass it on to another, to take action, and it can happen for me and for you. But I can't get clean as I love on yesterday's showers. So I have to continue to reach out to others and continue to work 10, 11, and 12. I finally found my purpose in this world, and it is to do service, to say that I will be done, not mine. I first had to learn the steps and live. The steps, especially in my home, especially in this year 2020, talking to others, Talking to others, like you, helped me. I couldn't have made it without you. People from different states and backgrounds helped me to learn, pardon me, helped me to learn how to live. And I value every one of you. God bless you all. I pass. 
Oh, thank you, Barbara. All right, Nosa, did you learn the Texas two-step yet now that you're down there? <laughs> not yet, not yet. Not yet, okay, it's coming. <laughs> oh, I'll teach you once I do, though. <laughs> it's it's Nosa J. Colin uh, from Houston, Texas, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, you know, that sentence, I'm sorry, I was, yeah, that sentence about um, the joy of living, uh, the joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. Um, so I've been abstinent for three months, and, um, you know, the first month was awful, um, the second month was better, and the third month has been great. Now, um, you know, I was um, 410 pounds when I came in and um, binging my brains out over anything and everything. And, um, you know, my life, my life is, is pretty good besides the eating, you know, and, and that's, that's what I was thinking when I moved down here. Like, everything's good except the eating. Um, and I don't know why I keep doing this. And, and so I, you know, I went, you know, all in to Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm, I believe I'm in the middle of, of OA. Um, and so um, yesterday, um, my job told me that um, they're sending me home to work from home. And I'm, I'm a people person. You know, I, I love people and I, I need people. And, and so to me, that was a really um, devastating thing. You know, that's my high class problem these days. Like, that's what I have. I, I have high class problems. Thank God, you know. Um, and so I am bawling my brains out. And um, you know, normally when something like devastating happens to me, I'm in the food. I'm all in the food. I'm ordering whatever. I'm stopping at any fast food restaurant and ordering as much as I can. And you know, um, the, I think I think for one like half of a second it came into my head but today i have a solution and that is to to get on the phone start calling people um and that's exactly what i did i called my sponsor i left a message you know sometimes my sponsor is not going to pick up and that means i just have to keep calling like i know where the solution is and it is not eating anymore and you know i am so so grateful I'm just so grateful that I don't have to eat today. Like, that is absolutely amazing to me. You know, like, I'm, you know, I'm in the solution. I sponsor people. I, I call, you know, and that is something that just wasn't happening three months ago. You know, and I'm still upset about not having to work from, for having to work from home, but, you know, I have to find the gratefuls in it. You know, I can go and walk on my lunch. That's a huge grateful for me. You know, so um, so I'm going to continue to, to live in the solution today. Um, and I'm just so grateful that you guys are here. And you can listen to my, my, ba- my big baby ass, <laughs> you know. Um, thank you all. I love you all. And have a blessed day. Uh, thanks, Nosa. You give hope to us all.
You really do. So um, next up, we have Melissa followed by Christina. Melissa, are you getting tired of Zoom or WebEx or whatever you got to teach from? Or are you? What's <laughs> what? <laughs> Good morning, Larry. Yeah, my 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 family room is like looks like a classroom. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, and um, thank you. It's Melissa. C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. And um, I I love any paragraph that talks about friendship and fellowship. It just um, it makes my heart you know, rejoice because um, this disease did the worst damage to me when I was alone. You know, it, it it lived in the places in the opposite of fellowship. You know, it lived in isolation, in shame. Um, you know, most of the damage I did was behind the doors locked and not in front of other people. And, um, you know, when I think like the joy of living that we really have. It's um, It begins with the fast friendships that I made. You know, I was greeted with a lot of love and a lot of support. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the definition of old friendships, which were basically, um, you agree with me at all costs, and then we're friends. This was this was a different type of friendship. This that, that I got from... Um, from Overeaters Anonymous was an honest friendship. It was people that told me the truth, but were still by my side, you know, and, and that, um, and they, they helped me, you know, you guys helped me find my way to God. And what I've learned partly from, you know, my years as a teacher, um, I had a mentor early on, um, and I used to watch this woman. She was an old woman when I began and she was so gentle and so loving and she never yelled at the children. She always taught with this big smile, and the kids just adored her and did everything. And they learned. And, you know, I don't know if she knew, but I began to read um, about education as a whole. And people don't learn when they're highly stressed. We, when, we're, when we're trying to just survive, we don't take in new information. And so I think they were on to something here, you know. I have a joy of living no matter what's going on in my life. And trust me, <laughs> um, I live with, you know, I, I'm living in real time with real problems. And I've actually, through the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, I've had friendships that have developed through my problems, with my problems, but we have a design for living that works. And when we recover, we share it immediately with others. And what I found out is that the hardships that I face, the pressures and difficulties, in God's hands, they become beautiful works of art. They become what we can do to help other people. Um, I love this fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous. I love that I have a group of people that led me to God. Um, and, yeah, we are growing in numbers and in power. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Oh, thanks so much, Melissa. Okay, next up is Christina, followed by Sandra. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Larry. I'm from the state of Washington, and I am right-handed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Excellent. All right, I really qualify this morning. Um, fast friends, man, uh, God squads, you know. I have God squads. People have me on their God squads. I never had a God squad before. Uh, this is just such a beautiful program, and 
when my very first sponsor in Vision back in 14 told me, oh, you're going to make a God Squad, so I want you to make lots of outreach calls and um, <clears throat> get that God Squad going. Well, I didn't really follow those directions. And she said, you're going to also need it. When you get to your 10 steps, you'll have people to call. Because there wasn't any um, group me meetings at that time that I could reach out to for 10 steps and different things. And so when I got to my 10 and 11 and 12 um, and I started sponsoring, I was basically hanging out on a limb by myself. And I, I didn't make outreach calls and I didn't do my 10 steps or my 11 steps. And I eventually relapsed. So I learned that lesson early. And there's a magic of making the calls when you're depressed, when you're in fear, reaching out. And there's a magic when people call you right at the right moment when you're not um, thinking that you're going to make a call and you're just in your shit, you know, and someone calls you. <laughs> just, and then there's a, just a magic of unloading. Uh, and I don't mean like unloading on someone in a bad way. I mean processing what's in your gut and in your heart. There's just a magic of it. So I want to encourage people to make those fast friends, develop that God squad. Um, and joy of living under pressure and difficulty, I have a boss that's very, um, he's a construction, he owns the construction company I work for, and he's very, I don't, I don't want to insult anyone out there, but this guy is very Cro-Mag and, you know, just very blunt, and he's given me many instructions that are very blunt on certain days. And uh, in the past, in the food, I would have taken it all personal. I have to do this for him, and I would have tried to jump through hoops to be a perfect person. From the wounds in my past, I always tried to be perfect for everybody. And uh, today I don't jump through hoops. I take a pause, and I go, okay, well, he doesn't mean it that way, and he just wants me to do this and this. And, you know, I do my job in peace, and I bow my head, and I don't make impulsive decisions. Every day I get a chance to make an impulsive compulsive decision on something someone asked me to do, and I think I have to jump through the hoop, and I don't. So this is the gift of the program. And I, I don't have the joy of living every day, you know, um, but I have the magic of recovery, and I have the magic of sanity, and I have the magic of a level head and a level life. And yes, I have moments of joy, but it's pretty, you know, it's an up and down. It's life on life's terms. Um, and I'm not a victim anymore of anything that comes my way. And I, it's not my fault. For years I thought everything was my fault, and I had to prove to you that it wasn't my fault. All the mistakes that were made, wherever they were made, at work or at home, if I said something wrong, if somebody looked at me funny, I thought it was my fault. And I, it's not my fault. And, you know, my sponsor told me, you know, your emotions and your old past habit patterns of emotions, you can't control those. You just have to surrender them to God. They're just like the food. You can't control them. And so I'm so grateful that I get to surrender them to a power greater than myself and turn to God in all things. And God's in skin when I can't seem to, you know, work through it. There's just so many gifts in this program that come <clears throat> from just working it. And I just encourage everyone to just do it. Like so many people, like uh, people... I told my sponsee to call people and ask them, you know, what's the best advice their sponsor ever gave them? And the, the people said, just do it. No matter what they say, just do it. Get out of yourself and do it. So I encourage everyone to just do it because the train is rolling and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, okay? So um, anyway, <laughs> love you all and I pass. Uh, thanks, Christina. Okay, next up we have Sandra followed by Karen. Sandra, good morning. Good Sandra, morning. Press 
There you are. Hi. Good morning. This is Sandra from Houston, Texas. Um, and I'm a newcomer, so I'm fairly new to a vision for you, but um, definitely reading the very first sentence. I know the first day that I announced myself, I had so many calls, and to this day, I still have some calls that um, I haven't listened to, but every time I listen to them, I write down the number, I write down the name, and I'm like, I'm going to call them, and I'm going to text them, and little by little, I'm getting to everybody. But um, what I do want to say is that even though um, I'm not recovered yet, um, every day that I wake up and I do my meditation and my prayers and I listen to my meetings, um, I get closer to finding a little bit of joy and peace. And I get farther um, from finding that joy and peace in, in the food, what, what once was the food or, you know, Little by little by being abstinent, um, every situation that happens to me, uh, whether it's my family or my job, um, I try not to make it about Sandra. It's not a Sandra issue. Um, and I try to just give it to God. And I heard somebody say, if, if you walk towards God or your higher power, um, he's going to run to you. And so... Um, there's been situations where I don't walk to him. I run to him. And it's been, it's been just amazing, an amazing feeling um, just to get closer to him and really rely on him. And it just feels so good. So, yeah, anybody that is out there listening, this is the place to be because it is just, I can't even begin to describe it, and I'm not even recovered yet. So with that, I pass. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra, for being here sharing. Okay, next up we have Karen Kay, and then we'll uh, take some new names. Karen, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your service and all the shares today. Hi, my name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit stone transfer. I'm uh, sharing from via Holy Cross parking lot. So, yeah, I like the part when uh, they talk about how AA is growing. And there's a, a, a star at the bottom of the page, and it's like all these meetings that have just started from 2017. And uh, I'm just so amazed um, how the fellowship has grown and, and all the other programs that have grown. And um, and that's why my credits don't transfer, because I don't think I even had anything to transfer. I'm not really sure yet. It's not important. But what I like about um, what changed my life is uh, I was going to meetings, every meeting that was available here in Syracuse. Then we switched to phone meetings, which was weird. And I thought, how could I possibly do a phone meeting? And then I get on um, a vision for you on their webpage, and I'm like, God, all these people are screaming into the phone. What's that all about? There's got to be a phone number, right? So finally one day, I think it was Lauren N. that gave me um, the phone number. And I called, and there was this random thing that came on my phone. And it said, press this for that and that. So I hit it. I think it was zero, and uh, there were 654 people on the line, and my heart sunk, and I go, there's something here. There's something here to this Vision for You meeting, and I just started uh, going to meetings, and I got a sponsor that day. I still keep my local sponsor, and she guided me through, 
And uh, in a very gentle way, I mean, I was at step five. I was ready to go. I mean, I couldn't force my local sponsor to do this at one page a week, one worksheet a week. You know, I'm like, no, 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 I need to be rid of this. I need to move on forward. And, and she met me where, where I was at. Of course, there was some qualifying and stuff. And since then, I've been so blessed. God has put these people in my life to bring me to Greece, Sweden, Germany, Ireland, UK, um, and they all get a thank you note. If I didn't give you a thank you note and you're on the line, please text me because, I mean, it's been like, I think, 35 in the U.S. and 17 abroad. And that would not have happened without a vision for you and uh, and putting up with my craziness in the morning. And God bless you all. And I'm going to go into church shortly. And I'll be praying for every one of you. God bless everyone. I love you. Oh, we love you too, Karen. Thanks so much. Okay, let's, uh, page 15, second paragraph. We commence to make the one paragraph only. Please give me your, your first name and last initial if you'd like to share. Melissa Sandy B. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ken W.H. Sandy B. Was it Abby? Rachel K. S. Okay, let me tell you Okay. okay, I'm going to stop everyone there so far, okay, because I don't want to take new names for, in relation to those that have, have, have tried to get in and I missed it. I did hear Ken. I heard Matt. I thought I heard an Abby, but she might have been correcting me. Was that something else, Abby or something like Abby? And then I heard Rachel and Rick. Maybe Ginger no Abby? Me. Okay, Ginger Sandy. Was it Sandy? Sandy B instead of Abby? Okay, this so let's, is Haley. Let's, I think you were hearing me Haley. instead of Abby. Okay, let's let's try that, Haley. And my apologies. I don't know if I heard would I hear a Sandy B as well? You I'm not gonna hear lie. Sandy Leia, B. I heard a Sandy B. Yeah, Leah told me about that one. <laughs> she can hear everything. All right, so here's our lineup. We have Ken, Matt, uh, Sandy, Haley, Rachel, Rick, and Ginger. We'll see if we can get through those numbers. I'm not sure, but let's start off with Ken followed by Matt. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, and thanks, Larry. This is Ken W.H., Recovered Compulsive Eater from uh, Cary, North Carolina. Glad to be on the line today. Um, <clears throat> this is quite a paragraph, quite a paragraph. It's just a, I call it a paragraph of promises because um, it, I just go down the list. I, I make I'm making new friends. I have the joy of living. Um, my feet are set on a path that goes somewhere. Um, the most impossible domestic situations righted. Feuds and bitterness wiped out. Coming up, people coming out of asylums, <laughs> um, resuming vital places in society, regained standing, trouble and misery overcome. It just goes on and on and on, and um, and then we we are growing uh, as a group. I just I, I cling to promises throughout this book. There are uh, so many of them, so many places, and this is one of them. Um, I'm I'm aware that I used to I, I could never pick up the phone to call anybody, let alone uh, finding men to actually interact with. And uh, 
I have a list now of at least 18 men I can call, I know, at any time that will help. Um, this just floors me. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. Um, all of those things listed in those promises have, have been a part of my life in recovery. And um, even though my recovery has been hit and miss from time to time, as it was last year and up into this year, but um, I am now on the way ever since I've come to vision it's been a real blessing to me um, and and I've been through a lot of things that, that that I would not have survived had it not been for recovery and having people in my life uh, two cancers um, almost two divorces who knows but I'm still married to the same person for nearly 50 years and I mean this is all recovery and it's incredible it just blows me away and uh, it just starts to take my breath away, which it has done. So I will stop talking. And uh, thank you all for being who you are and where you are today. God bless. My pass. Oh, thank you, Ken, so much. Okay, next up is Matt, uh, followed by Sandy B. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. This is Matt J.F. from Kentucky. I am a grateful and completely bewildered recovering overeater and um, I wasn't going to share but someone shared earlier and they mentioned that the last word is power and how that word was so carefully selected and it just clicked with something else I heard this morning which is that there are four kinds of power I was hearing someone talk about it and it just occurred to me that being aware of the kinds of power in my life and which one is showing up at any given moment is probably a really good thing for me to be mindful of. So the four kinds of power in this framework are power over, power with, power to, and power within. And power over is about domination. It's about ruling through fear it's about the suppression of decency. And boy, does that sound like my disease. You know, my disease is its this deep conviction that I have no value, no worth at all. And I really shouldn't have been born, but since I was, I should just be myself today. And that certainty, that unexpressed, unarticulated, vaguely understood and completely poisonous certainty underlay everything in my life. And that's power over. My disease had power over me because it ruled through fear. Because every time I tried to make a better choice and failed, because of course my self-will in the final analysis always fails, my disease would hold it up and say, see, you are a worthless piece of crap. And so the more I tried, the more I failed, the more I failed, the more of a failure I felt like, and the harder I tried. And you can imagine how that went. And the thing is that, that when I was exerting my self-will, that was also power over. That was me trying to impose my self-will on my body, my life, other people, 
suppressing decency and invoking fear. And we see how that went. You know, I didn't I didn't come into OA on a winning streak. The power of the fellowship for me and what clicked for me this morning is that last word of power is that it starts with power with. Power with is a really easy first step into power because sharing experience, strength, and hope with other people and understanding that we are not alone, that I was not unique, thank you, was such a crucial first step in realizing that I needed the power of a different kind. That was my dilemma. And with that, I pass. Oh, thank you, Matt. Okay, next up is Sandy, followed by Haley. We'll see how many people we can get through here. Sandy, good morning. Good morning. This is Sandy D., recovered in Illinois, and uh, recovered by God's grace and mercy. Just had to claim my seat today because I've had a miracle happen over the weekend and experienced my fellowship in true form. Sunday evening, I tore my meniscus in my knee. I was in excruciating pain, didn't know, lived alone, I'm divorced, didn't know how I was going to get through this, and my fellowship showed up. Two of my face-to-face members, one took me to the emergency room yesterday morning, Uh, the other one came over, took care of my cats for me, (laughs) I am the crazy cat lady, Um, and absolutely this morning I'm feeling 100% better with a knee brace. But it's like, thank God for the fellowship. This, I think, was my biggest fear in going through the divorce, getting injured or getting sick and being alone. But guess what? God showed up. And I remember when I was in such terrible pain asking my friend, what do you think God is teaching me from this? And she said, reach out to others. That's what he's teaching you. You can't rely on yourself. And you know what? I had crazy food in my house that was for my grandkids, but I never thought once of going back to that. Three years going forward and looking just to celebrate, be grateful, and enjoy the day. God bless you all, and thank you so much for being here for me. Oh, thank you, Sandy. Okay, next up we have Haley followed by Rachel, our favorite comet, uh, comet. Haley, good morning. Good morning. I'm assuming you can hear me. Um, This is Haley S. as in Serenity from Minnesota. And um, Sandy, I'm a crazy cat lady too, so love that. Um, So I love this paragraph because it talks about the fast friends and fellowship. And um, I went to my first meeting last September uh, after I was referred to it by my doctor and um, pretty much the only reason I went was that so I could report back to my doctor, see, I'm unique, nothing works for me. And I have never been so happier to be wrong in my life. Um, I went there, small meeting, probably three other women were there, um, and I was very blessed to have a strong um, recovery in my meeting that I went to for the first time. Um, I was shaking when I walked in the door, I was so scared. And after I sat down at the table with them, they made me feel so at home and I felt safe. And I truly had this feeling of like I had been wandering the earth and now I'm home. And um, 
very fast friends. They are still dear to me to this day. I see them once a week. Um, and I just am so grateful for that fellowship. And um, another thing I have was um, the joy of living and how domestic situations are righted. Um, I'm 28 years old and married when I was 22. And I really thought leading up to program that I was going to get divorced. I was so unhappy. Um, in my eyes, my husband could never do anything right. Um, he would love, if he did this, it meant he would love me more. Um, and I was just very angry and depressed. And um, I still find it so cool that with this program, everything around me stayed the same. Everything about my life stayed the same, except me. I was the one who changed um, through God's grace. And um, my life is so much better today. My marriage has never been better. Um, I have a very supportive husband. And because of that fast fellowship, it helped me to be a better service to God and to others. And um, now I wake up to actually live. I don't just wake up to survive. So um, thanks for letting me share for my first time ever. I passed. I don't know, Haley, you did pretty good. Thank you. Okay, next up, Rachel followed by Rick. Hey, Rachel, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for calling on me. Yes, Rachel, named after the lesser known Rachel's Comet. Just kidding. Um, Rachel from California. Um, yeah, so I love this paragraph. Sorry, I'm having to sort of keep my voice down because I'm outside. Um, uh, I love this paragraph because it talks about not only the miracles of the program, but also the fellowship. And I was told early in program, you know, the the, the fellowship is not the program. You know, the program is the 12 steps as laid out in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, but I cannot do this program in isolation. There is a reason why they didn't publish this book and said, okay, now go home by yourself and, and read this book. You know, the book is all about carrying the message to the still suffering compulsive overeater alcoholic uh, and practicing these principles in all my affairs. Um, I tried to practice this program in isolation, and what it got me was a bunch of books, a bunch of literature that have food stains, <laughs> you know, I still have them uh, somewhere, um, you know, uh, workbooks and things with, um, with uh, chocolate marks and things like that, and it wasn't until, you know, I really... Um, you know, it's like you can't get clean by sitting on the tub, you know, you got to get in. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I did that uh, and became one among many uh, that I, I recovered um, and worked the 12 steps um, to the best of my ability. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get into politics, I swear here, but last night I had an over one hour conversation about program and about our lives with one of my closest friends in program who worked on the campaign of the candidate that a candidate that I did not mark on my ballot. That's amazing. That's a miracle. You know, I mean that two people could be such good friends and talk about program and, and love each other so much when, you know, disregarding these outside issues, you know, people of different, you know, backgrounds and, and whatever it is. That, you know, that's a miracle, you know, that we could be fast friends and, and share in the glory of God. So anyway, thanks for calling on me. I hope everybody has just a, a wonderful, blessed day, and I'll pass. Uh, thanks so much uh, on that, Rachel. Okay, Rick, maybe we can split the time with Ginger. 
Maybe if you guys go both a uh, couple of minutes or so, if that'd be okay. Hey, Rick, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Uh, uh, I'm Rick. I'm a compulsive overeater uh, in Cary, North Carolina, along with Ken, uh, and uh, certainly uh, not cured. And yes, I will keep this very brief. I'd love to hear from Ginger. I'm just feeling a lot of gratitude, and one of the things that really um, popped out at me was just um, connection, you know, that feeling of connection. Um, all my life, I I had just sort of felt like um, being alone in the dark and really not connected to anybody, not connected to life. And, you know, as I, uh, as I got recovered and as I you know, felt this new power flowing in, you know, and I felt this connection with this power. I was feeling this connection with the other people in my life and was able to connect with them. And, um, and there's some who I can just hear their voice and immediately it, it really truly transforms me and, and just floods me with joy and, and that sense of connection. And I am so grateful that, um, that I have this fellowship, I have you and everyone here that shares this journey with me. Um, we are probably readmitting um, our daughter back into inpatient treatment. That was the word that's come down from uh, the treatment center. So we're we're moving in that direction, and um, and I know I'm not alone. Um, just like uh, none of you out there are alone. We have each other. And we're all bright light shining for each other. And with that, I pass. Oh, thanks, Rick. Okay, Ginger, you're going to, it's a wrap. You're going to wrap us up here. Good morning, Ginger Ale. All right. I'm not Reggie wrapping, but I am Ginger C, recovered <laughs> compulsive overeater from Colorado. By the way, Reggie really does wrap, and she's amazing. So call her and listen. But I just love this. We meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. So how am I reaching out to that newcomer? Because that's the most important piece why we're coming to meetings. Not to feel better, not to hear a great message. How are you reaching your hand back and helping that person in the quicksand? And, you know, we're privileged and so fortunate to be a part of Vision for You. And I think we do a great job in this meeting. But a lot of us go to our face-to-face live meetings, too. And that newcomer that gets through the door, they're lucky they even got through that damn door. And I hate when I go into a meeting and I see them sitting in a corner and everybody's doing their socializing and going to their group of friends and forgetting that person in that corner. And sometimes that person in the corner is a person that's in relapse too, that's just not feeling included or a part of and welcomed. So again, thank God vision does welcome so beautifully, but remember in your live meetings, that newcomer, that's their one chance and we don't want to miss it. They're there and we bring a message, not the mess. And then we reach our hand out and see what God can do. And with that, I pass. Oh, beautiful way to wrap. Thanks, uh, both Rick and Ginger. Okay, and thank you to everyone who has participated today. Uh, we're glad you're here. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study that's going to immediately follow our closing this morning. The uh, share ID for today's meeting, that number is 15,747. That's 15747. And we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164. That's going to be followed by the serenity prayer. And Wendy M., will you uh, read that for us? I sure will. Good morning. I'm Wendy M., a recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.